Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins and welcome to Life, Death and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium. And here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. I am super excited for today's guest. I just recorded on her podcast just Friday, it's Monday. And today she's recording on mine. And Julie Jancis, her name has come up several, several times from many of you listeners about having her on the show. So I'm so excited to welcome Julie. Julie helps people awaken spiritually through her energy healing techniques. She's developed ways to communicate with spirit in order to bring more peace, ease, love, and joy into your lives. Through her angel mentorship program, online courses, angel Reiki school, books, and Angels in Awakening podcast, Julie is able to teach you to connect effortlessly to all of those entities who surround us. Welcome, Mm. Julie. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Amy Robbins. This is awesome. Thank you so much for everybody who has supported the podcast. So there's so many ways you can support the podcast and the work that I'm doing. One, you can spread the word. This podcast has grown completely organically. It is all because of you all sharing the podcast. And we are coming up on a million downloads, which is amazing. Other ways that you can support the podcast is through Patreon. So if you would like to become a patron, you can go to Patreon, put in Dr. Amy Robbins. You can find different tiers to support the podcast at the five, 10 or $20 level or any other denomination. And my $20 supporters do get once quarterly Zoom calls with me. They've been fabulous. If you benefit from the podcast, if your life has shifted or changed as a result of the podcast, please help me continue to help you have on these great guests. Also follow me on Instagram, Dr. Amy Robbins. I love hearing from my listeners. And lastly, rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you all for all of your support, for all of your love, for all of your helping to collectively raise the consciousness of this planet. I am so incredibly grateful. So I just finished your book. Yeah. Which is like a great bedside guide to angels, but let's start with your journey and how you ended up connecting with angels. Yeah. So if you would have told me that this is the work that I would have been doing seven years ago, I probably just like would have spit out my drink, right? And and laughed a little bit. This wasn't on my radar whatsoever. It was something that came in when my dad passed away. He was on his third marriage at the time. I was from his first. We hadn't spoken in a while. I held some moral ground after catching him cheating on my mom. I went on, started my life as an adult. From time to time, we would try and reconnect, but it just never seemed to work out. So when he passed, his third wife never called to let us know. He passed on August 5th, 2015. And from that day, all month long, I kept hearing every single morning as I'd get my daughter ready for school, I'd brush her hair and I kept hearing this internal thought, right? We all have this internal dialogue within us. It was my own voice within, but it kept repeating, she needs a hairbrush like I used. 
she needs a hairbrush like I used. It literally repeated all month long until it clicked, right? They say we could be the observer of our thoughts. And until that point, I had never separated my identity from my thought. I hadn't really even thought about it, right? At that moment, I go, this isn't me. This thought isn't me. And I started to feel crazy because if this thought is repeating with my own internal dialogue Mm -hmm. saying over and over again, she needs a hairbrush like I use, what is happening to me? So flash forward to September, about September 4th, 5th, 2015 month later, I'm at work, I'm in meetings, and a family member keeps calling and calling and she never calls. So I'm like, okay, something's up. I take the phone call and she said, dad's passed away. Immediately out of my third eye, I I see it as your imagination. When you have a vision, it comes out of your third eye in the exact same way that you have a daydream. Mm -hmm. In the exact same way that you get a vision of your future and what's to come. And I saw vividly myself being in the bathroom where my dad would get us ready before school. And he was using a hairbrush I hadn't thought about in over 20 years. And it was his hairbrush, um, a very unique wooden handlebar with these boars bristles at the end. And it repeated in my head one more time. She needs a hairbrush like I used. Mm. And it clicked. My daughter has my dad's hair. And all I've ever used is a big old paddle brush. I hadn't thought about his brush in literally decades. It led me in that present moment in front of my coworker to just blurt out, oh my God, my dad's been talking to me. And you know, spirit, how they just line things up the specific way it needs to be. I got to say, Amy, I'm not sure if it wasn't for this coworker that I really would have pursued this. I think I mm-hmm. could have stuffed it down mm-hmm. even more. We always but, have one person that champions for us, don't we? I had the she same was thing. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. She said, you have to figure this out. You have to figure out how this is happening. So I actually studied with a bunch of different spiritual teachers one by one in California, in New York, all over the U.S., and really figured out how to hone in on this. And as I'm doing this, I'm working with different people, a lot of them energy healers. And I'm, I'm in this energy healing program about like a six-month training program in person. I'm starting to work on volunteers. The very first volunteer that I'm working on, like, okay, not only do I feel the energy, but teacher, who is this in front of us? You know, like there's angels in front of us. There's these loved ones on the other side. And this gentleman on the other side, he he looked like a younger soul who maybe passed in his teens or early 20s. He started coming forward. And he said, would you please tell him, I'm sorry about the car accident and because I was working on this gentleman that was a volunteer and he showed me this white car just kind of coming in to a tree. I remember turning to the teacher and going, can I talk during this? And she's like, no, it's really supposed to be silent, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say. And so she said, 
tell your volunteer what you have to say. And I said, what happened with your friend in the car accident? You were both in the car accident. He passed away. It's this white car. And just tears started flowing out of his eyes. And it was just the most profound moment and really solidified for me. Okay, this gift is real. I have to figure out even more. But there really wasn't even five, seven years ago, a place to open up to all of your spiritual gifts, Mm -hmm. mediumship, angels, you open up to this telepathic language between you and the other side through energy. Energy is a telepathic communication. So when you learn energy healing, and I've now heard this from hundreds of people, right? That when they get into a general Reiki program or a general energy healing program, their gifts start to come up. But the teacher was never trained to Mm. show them that. So I ended up founding what I call Angel Reiki and creating a school for people to come into where they can learn how to bring through all of their gifts and how to merge them together into a unique way to serve humanity. So talk to me, to us about this notion of oneness, because I really Mm -hmm. like that that's where you start everything. Yeah. And, you know, I'm particularly curious, first of all, your story is fascinating and not dissimilar to, you know, certainly my story or how other people start to open up, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like this process where I always say you sort of follow the breadcrumbs as they go, you know, you- I say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) See, this this was definitely, we're both in Chicago. This was definitely meant to be a uh, friendship. That's gonna yes. that's gonna go beyond just this podcast, these podcast recordings. Soul sisters. Yeah, for sure. So when you follow these breadcrumbs, right, they just keep leading you in the direction. And I think that is also spirit communication. A hundred percent. What spirit says, and the angels talk about this all the time, is if we want as individuals for it to happen tomorrow, for us to awaken to our gifts. We just know everything. It's all in. We don't have to do the work for it. But that's not how this works. That's not how consciousness evolves. And when you're awakening spiritually, that's what's happening. Your consciousness is evolving. You no longer think of yourself as your thoughts, oh, I am my thoughts, I have to do what my thoughts say, I have to feel what my thoughts are are bringing in emotion-wise, now you're the observer, and now you have free will, and now you get to choose. What spirit does, and they do this all the time, is they bring things in through your intuition, those nuggets of information, those breadcrumbs that you're talking about. And to me, energetically, what it feels like is like the silver platter is in front of you, right? And it's these soft whispers, they're gentle, they're warm, they're loving. They don't push you like the egoic mind does. Mm -hmm. It's just there on a platter and you can take it with your free will and run with it or you can dismiss it. And as you listen to your heart, as you listen to these nuggets of information, as you follow the signs that you're given, you evolve. 
Mm-hmm. And we evolve further and further and further and further. And sometimes the journey's hard. I don't know if you have this. Sometimes I'm like, um, can we just be done evolving for like this month? Can we done be done with the lessons for Are we all feeling that right now yes. collectively? Can yes. we just be done? Yes. When you're in oneness, you're actually in the point of energy where all is one, because that's what God universe source is. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's all that is. It's the consciousness of everything everywhere, not just the universe, the multiverse, everything, right? And so when you tap in to God universe source energy, it's love, joy, peace, bliss, ease, and grace. And any question you will ever have for your journey will always be able to be answered in a state of oneness. It's always readily available, those answers to you. That's what using your intuition is. So how do you recommend getting to that state of oneness? And how do you know when you're there? Mm, Okay, this is a great question because I think people experience it differently. I'm a feeler. See, I have all the four clairs. Um, and some people aren't as big of feelers. So the third episode of my podcast and really the first one third of the book walks you through an entire month look process of really stepping out of distraction within your life, stepping out of anxiety, stepping out of stress, and really learning how to be in oneness. But that, not just that, but take it into your conversations, being able to do things, work around the house and hold oneness, um, being able to work in general and hold oneness. What it feels like to me is almost like this tingly energy mm. at the tip of, Um, the outside of my body. So like where my hair follicles are at the top Mm -hmm. of my head, um, right at the, like if I just kind of touch, skim my shoulder, my arms, I can feel it surrounding my entire body. Just this yummy, loving, tingly energy. The woman that I've interviewed on my podcast, if you haven't, you'd love her, um, Dr. Julia Moss. She got her doctorate, actually, it might have been in Chicagoland too at Northwestern, I can't remember, in time and love, in studying time and love. And from that, she created the Time and Love Institute. And what she found is that, so I wrote the book and then found out this information because it's the exact same thing that I say in the book and the angels say all the time. You cannot have that communication with your intuition, with the other side, with loved ones, with angels, without knowing how to step into this higher vibration. Mm -hmm. I call it oneness. She calls it unconditional love. Eckhart Tolle calls it the now, the Mm -hmm. present moment. We all are calling it different things, but it's really all the same vibration. It's the vibration of God frequency. And so when you step into it, it does feel different to different people. Some people have been so stressed out for so long that they'll come into some of my programs and there are a few people who it takes a couple of months, one person even six months to be able to get into that energy. But I'm telling you, Amy, I've worked with people for the last six years doing this. Everybody's able to. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how long you have to practice at it to be able mm-hmm. to hold it. And for you, you have a child, your wife. What does that look like in your everyday life when you're holding oneness and living? Yeah. Especially in today's world. Totally. You ever seen a tuning fork, like mm-hmm. a metal tuning fork? You yep. can like ding it and then um, it's at a certain pitch. And the angels use that exact same vision to describe our mornings. So if we get up in the morning, get into a oneness frequency, the highest vibration that is, you're setting the tone of vibration for your entire day. Now that like you just dinged the tuning fork, right? That is your meditative practice in the morning. For some busy moms, I have them start out with one minute in the morning. Some people can do five, some people can do 20. Whatever it is, that's what I start out with first Mm -hmm. is that vibration because it actually reverberates through the entire day. Mm -hmm. If I started it in my morning and it's reverberating through my day, even if I have a lower point or two, I can recenter much more easily. Whereas if you don't have any meditative practice in the morning, there's nothing to tune back into. There's no, no underlying foundation of reverberation of vibrations that you can tune into. For me personally, in the morning, after I get into that vibration, I will then ask spirit questions that I have, almost like I'm doing a little mini session for myself. Sometimes I'll write it down, automatic writing, here's my question, allow them to answer it. It's amazing how much insight they bring in. And I know that a lot of people, um, when they do this at the beginning, they question, Mm -hmm. is this me? Am I making this up? It's so fascinating, though, when you ask it of spirit, how quickly something comes through. It's spot on. And I literally haven't had that thought yet. And I love when that happens because it's so easy. Yeah. It's so clear. It's Mm -hmm. so easy. It just feels like it's free right there. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And sometimes I do it for silly things, not silly, but (laughs) I mean, that's, that's really what I do it for. Like if someone asks me, for example, my birthday this year, I celebrated a big birthday and I couldn't figure, I wanted to do something, but I couldn't figure out what it was that I wanted to do. I was like racking my brain and really like trying to sort through it. Nothing felt quite right. And I literally, I laid down to have some body work done. And I asked the question, show me what I should do. Yeah. And within two seconds, I had my answer and it was totally laid out for me. (laughs) You know what? I had the exact same experience (laughs) this year. I turned 40 in January and we were supposed to go, uh, some girlfriends and I down by my grandma's down in Florida, just have like a nice little getaway down there. And coronavirus got out of control again, you know, at that point. So um, a lot of my friends have little kids in daycares and the daycares are like, we can't handle one more shutdown. Please over winter break. Don't go anywhere. 
I was really thinking like, well, do I just want to go away myself? Like, what is it that I want to do? So I had the exact same thing. And you're right. It just came to me. Have an 80s party. Have everybody (laughs) dress up. Have your closest friends over. It'll be great. And that was a blast. And that is spirit communication. That's not just our own minds. It feels different to me. It does. It does. The intuition feels a lot different from the egoic mind. The egoic mind is forceful. It's pushy. It's not going to let up. It's relentless, right? Whereas the intuition, to me, it feels like it's on a silver platter. Here you go. Here's some whispers from the heart. If you want to listen to us, okay. If you don't, okay. They're not going to push you whatsoever. It's just loving, positive information that feels like alignment, that feels like flow. So what do you make of oneness now? How do we as a society cultivate more oneness? I mean, it feels to me like we are getting further and further away not only from ourselves in this way, but also from each other and coming to a place of understanding where someone else might be coming from. Mm. It all starts with us working through what's coming up for us, because I don't know about you, but as we've been through the last couple of very polarizing years with what you're saying, people are kind of getting more distant from one another Spirit has said, okay, you know, you, Julie, you say that love is the end all be all. We're all here to love more. We're all just beings here to radiate that love. And yet myself, when some of these very polarizing situations come up that feel very toxic, it's easy to be like, I hate this, right? I hate it in general. I hate that we're going through this. This very toxic energy has arisen within me, right? Of even with some of my neighbors and friends, I can't believe she would think that way, right? Mm -hmm. That's the egoic mind thought Mm -hmm. that would come up. Well, to hell with them, just cut them off, right? Don't have communication with them at all. So how does that play out? 50 years from now, even five years from now, what are we supposed to do? We're all supposed to switch to states that are either the red state or the blue state, you know, that that you believe in. And then even in that point, you know, we're all intermixed. We're all in, you know, like everything is one within the United States, whether or not we want to see it that way. And so the more and more that I allowed myself to do the shadow work, of really seeing what was coming up for me within myself, my own interactions, relationships, community, doing the work on myself, which I am still doing. You know, I don't think I have I done like this. We always are. Yes, yes. The more I feel closer to other people, the more that I'm doing a lot more listening, the more that I'm looking at where I'm in the game and where I'm not in the game, advocating. Because a lot of us have been shouting on the sidelines, hey, we want this done. Hey, we want this done. And we're exhausted, right? We don't have energy to be in the game. And yet we are being called at this, I'm just going to say crisis point within humanity. We can go one direction or we could go another. All hands are needed on deck. If you are a soul alive today, 
You have purpose and we need you to be moving things forward in the way that you feel called. But it all starts with us being able to do this conscious evolution, shadow work within ourselves to make ourselves better because once we do, it adds to the collective. Well said. I want to shift a little bit and talk about some of the angels. You walk through all of them in the book, but can you talk specifically, I was most curious about guardian angels and cherubs. Yes. So I had somebody in my class the other day say, Julie, it's like an angel dictionary, the last two thirds of your book. And I love that because it really is. The guardian angels, everybody has a guardian angel and that guardian angel knows your life plan, knows all of the lives that you have lived before, knows all of the lives that you are going to live afterwards, and knows exactly how this lifetime fits into the puzzle piece of your soul's history, not just your human being history, birth till death, your soul's history. Which is different from a spirit guide how? So it's interesting because I'll be really honest with you, Amy, I don't see a ton of guides. I know that people do. I have people who come through my angel Reiki school all the time. I'm teaching them how to do this work. And they're like, no, there's a specific guide from this past lifetime. I don't know why they just don't step in for me. When I am working with people, loved ones from the other side, right there. Um, Angels, right there. And a lot of those loved ones are like guides in a way where they're doing a lot of work, helping us in our lifetime, helping us with our purpose here. But if you were to say like specific guides, I just, for some reason, they, I don't know why they don't appear to me. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I see our angels as guides though too, right? Mm -hmm. So our angels are really here helping us, guiding us. And that's what your guardian angel's purpose is. Your guardian angel is there no matter what. We as humans feel a ton of shame, guilt, stress, anxiety. They're here to help us step out of all of that and really center into have purpose in my lifetime. I am here to feel ease, to feel love, to feel oneness, to be love, and helping us really stay the course of our lives. Okay. And cherubs? Yes. So the cherubs say that there is all of this energy within our physical body, all of the cells within our physical body, all of the molecules surrounding us. And if you have ever heard this, you're very on the scientific side with all of this too. You love that. Think that they say the atom is like 96 or 97% empty space. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that one day, the cherubs came in and said, that's how we get through. That's how we hold space open for humanity to feel oneness. So we are like 3% matter. Mm -hmm. The rest is empty space. God, universe, source, energy is always open to us through the molecules surrounding us within our auric field, through the cells within our physical body. 
Most of it's this open space. It's open to the other side. It's open to the divine, to us connecting with our higher selves. And so what they do is they hold open this energy. And if you ask them to, like if you just said cherubs right now, I want to feel what oneness feels like. Don't do it if you're driving. Don't do it if you're driving. Cherubs, I want you to show me what oneness energy feels like. And you might feel like this lifted vibration throughout your entire body. I feel like this opening in my heart, like Mm. this like expansive openness. Yeah. So take that expansive openness from the heart and radiate it out to the town that you're in. Just radiate that love, that expansive feeling out to the town that you're in. Radiate it out to the state that you're in. Radiate it out to the country that you're in. Radiate it out to the world. You're radiating love. And radiate it out to the universe. Every time as you did that right now, did you feel it grow and expand even more? Mm -hmm. That's love. That's oneness. And don't you feel that during your your life where you're like, I have my kids, I have my husband, I didn't know that I could love you even more, but then you do. What Mm -hmm. is that? It's love is always expanding. Oneness energy is always expanding. And then sometimes I find it so hard to come back from that. Mm, To focus. Yeah. Well, and to like return to, to normal life when I step outside and it feels so like the world feels not very loving right now. Mm. Why do you have to? Mm. Why does it have to be one or the other? I guess sometimes when you interact with other people. Yeah. It feels like that. Um, did you read Glennon Doyle's book? Mm-hmm. That one? Untamed? Yes. Yeah. She has a point in there where she's talking about oneness, and I'm not sure that she even knows she's talking about it, Mm -hmm. where she says that she's at her job, her own company, she's in the boardroom, and everybody's asking her, what do you want to do about this? And she goes, I'm finally learning how to like connect with my own intuition, and I just want to say to them, can I go step into the janitorial closet over here? I just want to listen to myself real quick and come back. Mm -hmm. And she said, I learned in that moment, I didn't have to. Mm -hmm. Can hold oneness right here in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. Can hold oneness at lunch with my friend. Can hold oneness anywhere. Mm -hmm. Because that's what your soul is. That's the vibration of your soul. And so there are times where I come out of it. But the more that I hold it, even when I'm writing emails, spirit comes through that channel. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking to a friend or I go on walks in the morning now with my neighbor girlfriends, when you hold oneness, whatever needs to come through or be done, 
it's just there. Mm -hmm. So when the different angels come through to you, do they feel different? They have different vibrations or they present themselves. They look different. They Mm -hmm. say today I'm, this is Raphael. All of the above. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because um, I've been to other courses on intuition where they put way too much emphasis on the four clairs, right? Clear hearing, clear seeing, clear knowing. Um, clear sentience. Yes. Right? Yes. What happens though is you use all of them. The angels say that when you're using your intuition, it's like reading a book which is actually why I think they call it giving a reading when you connect with the other Mm -hmm. side and bring things through. Mm -hmm. When you read, you're actually saying the words to yourself with your own internal dialogue. That's clear hearing. When you read something that's very descriptive within the book, you get a visualization of it within your imagination. That's clear seeing. When you have someone pass away in the book, You feel it deeply Mm -hmm. as if you've just lost someone. That's clear feeling. And you might even get a sense of, oh, this is what's going to come up in the book. That's the clear knowing. So when somebody in a course says to you, oh, well, which of the four clairs are you? It takes away because the gift itself, it's all wrapped up into one. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. When I see the angels... I have different signs and symbols for them myself. So when Archangel Raphael comes in, I was born in the 80s, like I said, grew up watching MTV. And I don't know if you remember the MTV Music Awards. Of course. Yeah, DMX and the Rough Riders (laughs) would come in on stage. And I just remember anytime DMX was around, he has this huge crew, you know, around him. Love DMX. May he rest in peace. So whenever I see Archangel Raphael, that's who I see. I see a flash of DMX Mm, because Raphael always has these healer angels associated with us. He gives us our own personal healing angels to help our physical body in this lifetime. And he just comes in with a massive amount of angels. Archangel Gabrielle is very, very different She comes in and she's always half purpose, half joy. Half of her working with you, half of your life here, your life purpose is what you're going to do. Half of it is you enjoying this life. She also comes in talking about how to use your throat chakra, right? Where you need to be talking more. Some people talking less, but most people talking more. So she presents differently. The seraphim, they come in in this bigger group, and it's just a very, very high, delicious vibration that I tap into first and foremost, and that's how I know that they're there. Archangel Michael has a very grand, like very, very large, I'm not surprised that they depict him in a lot of sculptures or paintings. It's very just this large presence. Yeah. Fascinating. Can we do a quick speed round before we wrap up for today? Totally. Okay. This is just something fun I like to do. Just whatever comes to mind. You got it. Spirituality means? Living the truest, authentic version of yourself, living your truth. 
What is something most people don't know about you? That I love my rap music. And I think if you saw me in the summer rolling down with all my windows down, blaring my music, you wouldn't think that I was a meditation spiritual teacher. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. It sounds like we have a lot in common too with our 80s. I love the 80s. I'm like a huge 80s lover of all things. Cheesy 80s. Cheesy 80s. Yes. (laughs) What is one thing you are looking forward to right now? Mm. I'm just in this really amazing space in my life where I did all the things that I wanted to do and I know that I'm going to be doing more. But I think before, as I was getting to this point, I had a lot of anxiety and stress Mm. myself. Like, can I do this? Can I accomplish this? And now I'm in this space where it's just pure ease Mm. and just pure peace. And so I'm really looking forward to getting to do more without feeling the push energy. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. What is one thing you're grateful for right now? Mm, my kiddo, she just went off to camp for the very first time for two nights. I knew she was safe. Oh, she had the best time, but I just missed her. So it was only two nights. How old is she? She's 11. Um, but she's our one and only. And I keep saying to myself, just save her every day. Cause my egoic mind keeps coming in and being like, there's only seven more years, you know, and, and I just have to save her every moment. Yeah, I I feel that my daughter has three more and I'm she's before she goes to college and I'm the I'm in the same like she went she's gone both my two of my three kids are gone for camp one is going so they'll be gone they're gone two months she came in the night before she left and she was like crying she didn't want to leave and not because she doesn't love it just transition and she laid in my arms and I was you know, just like petting her hair. And I was like, you don't know, like they get to the age where you don't know how many more of those you're going to have. Right. So you just like eat them up when they happen. Yes. Somebody told me the day that I got married or uh, like leading up to the wedding, take little snapshots with your eyes. Pretend that your eyes Mm -hmm. are a camera. Take little snapshots and you'll remember them better afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I've remembered that as she's been growing up. And even if I don't have my camera there, it's more important to me that I take those snapshots with my eyes and capture the moment. Mm -hmm. I do go back to those. And in your heart, I feel like, like, okay, what does this feel like? Like that just expansive love. Yeah, a hundred percent. What book is on your nightstand? I'm reading Matt Kahn's book because I'm interviewing him on the podcast, All for Love. What is your favorite spiritual or healing practice? Hmm. Connecting with my angels just every day. Feel their presence around every day as 
my husband and I were in the car the other day and it's so cheesy because this is the one that everybody talks about. But he goes, did you know that I call you my lucky charm in my head? Because every time I'm with you, I always find the close parking spots. And I said, well, that's because I'm asking the angels for help. (laughs) Did you know, Blake, you can ask them for help directly. I do the same thing. (laughs) I'm like, can you just hook me up, please? Make this easy. But it's everything. It's like, how do I make this phone call? What do I say in this email? What book do you want me to read next? Who do you want me to have on the podcast next? Which student do I need to reach out to? Who needs help? You know, just every day in every way connecting with them, I feel makes my life flow in a way Mm -hmm. that is just yummy. Yummy is the word. Magical, I often say. And you have to be willing to ask for help. Yes. Yeah. It feels weird at first. I think a lot of people don't want to ask for help because they're like, is this real? Is this weird? You know, is this too? It's not. But even if it's not, even if, even if you don't, even if it takes a while to like believe it, what you have nothing to lose. Totally. By trying. Yep. Yeah. What was the most transformative experience in your life? Oh, my dad coming through in that way. I have this memory. I don't know about you, Amy. I have specific points in my childhood that I can go back and remember almost as if I'm right there again. It's Mm -hmm. not everything. There's just certain points. And there was this night I was talking with my dad before he was getting like ready for bed. He used to kind of take some medication at night before he would go to bed. And so I'm sitting with him as he's getting a glass of water to take his medicine I don't know what I said, but he looked at me. He actually picked me up. He put me on the countertop, looked me dead in the eyes. And he goes, Julie, what you don't realize is that the you that you are now is the you that you're going to be when you're 16 years old and you can drive. The same you that you're going to be when you're 20 years old and you're at college. The same you that you're going to be in your 30s when you have your own kids. And the same you that you are when you're old, it doesn't feel different. Mm. He said, the one thing that you have to remember throughout all of that time is just to listen to your heart. If you listen to your heart, you can never be led astray. And that is just burned into my memory. I, I go back there at least once a week and like hear him saying that again. What a beautiful message to end on. Mm. So if people are interested, which I know they will be, because I am after talking to you, and I was before when reading your book, where can they find you and find everything that you're doing? Yeah. So the podcast is Angels and Awakening. The book I just named after the podcast too, Angels and Awakening. It's on Amazon, anywhere books are found. And then I have two different programs that I use to work with people. One is Angel Reiki School, where I teach people how to develop all of their unique spiritual gifts and use them to help serve. And then I have an angel membership where I walk you through an entire year of really stepping into your most true, authentic self and developing yourself spiritually. Julie, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited because this is not it for us, even though we just had our two podcasts. 
We're going to yes. like go dancing to 80s music or something. Woohoo! Like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between. <laughs>